0: Hey guys, I've been feeling a little, a little down lately, but it doesn't have anything to do with you guys. It's okay. So I guess here I wanted to bring someone on, you know, tell them about what it, what it means to be a banana. And I, I guess I've found the right person because I feel like I'm just going to introduce them. Welcome Scott Miller to the show. Welcome to Jordan Mode. How are you feeling today? I am feeling
1: great. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. Yeah. I'm
0: also I am I am I am also really, really happy to be here. I you know i it feels really good to be a guest on the Jordan Mode podcast hosted by Scott Miller. I <laughs> um I I'm really appreciate you having me on and I just I just want to say I really look forward to our conversation today. So come, keep keep it up. Come let's go with the questions. Let's let's start the the ball. Let's get it rolling. Okay. Um, what do you
2: find is the biggest advantage of being a banana?
0: Advantages. That's a, that's a funny question. Well, I guess if I had to be serious about it, if I really had to dumb it down, um, I guess it's all psychological. You know, there's, if you really think about it, there's not really any physical advantages to being a banana. Other than, mm. I mean, if you were in the dark and you, you hope to scare some kids, right? Because they, they'd be like, what, what is that? What's that shape? I'm like, oh, my God. It's a looming figure. And then, well, when you reveal it, it's, it's a banana. And who's scared of a banana? But it's all psychological because I feel like when people come on your show, Scott, and, and they, like, they look at you and be like, this dude's dressed as a banana. That's so, that's so funny. You know, I'm going to let down my... Guard because you know this banana can't possibly hope to damage my you know my well being you know so it's like it's psychological you know
1: mm-hmm. I think I think there are some people who might be afraid of a banana like the old school like black and white comedy movie comedians and actors yeah, yeah. The ones are always slipping on a banana peel I think like some of them you know they'd see a banana they would get a little tense
0: I think <laughs> right going so <laughs> When they see a giant banana, like, on the ground, sprawled out, and then they tripped over it, they're done for. It's it's the end. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. That's why why they're dead now, because that was a long time ago, and now we have colored
1: images. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Times evolve.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: so. Is it easier to see a banana in color than it is in black and white? I imagine it would be.
0: I... Well, let's take into account the curvature of a banana. When you look at it, like just the shape, pretend you're mm. colorblind for a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Pretend, yeah, colorblindness. So um, you just don't see yellow, right? So then you just right. see the shape. You're like, this thing, it tastes sweet. You know what it tastes like, right? You're, you, I'm sure you know it's a banana because no other fruit is shaped like a crescent.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's a distinct shape. You know it.
1: Yeah, that is true. There are very few fruits or vegetables or other natural things that look exactly like a banana. Unless it's like a relative of a banana.
0: Yeah, there's different types of bananas. There's big ones, there's small ones, and and
1: green ones, brown ones. (laughs) I gotta share seriously with, with everybody, if it's okay, like the actual serious email exchange we had. And you said, hey, you know, I, this is a show where I dress up as a banana and talk to people. And I replied back and said, okay, so I, do I need a banana suit? And would you recommend buying or renting? Um, which I actually found out. I think it's hard to rent a banana suit. I don't know. I didn't look mm. too hard, but I don't know how many people actually might rent them. And I really like, I was listening to a couple of your episodes and I was listening to the one with, I think it was Michael Stein, where you said like, you're not in a banana suit. You are a banana And I I found that was really like inspiring. And like what you were saying about, you know, like inspiring other people to be different and being themselves. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Can I ask you something? So, so why did you listen to the Michael Stein episode?
1: Um, I, you know, I was driving, um, I was gonna be on a drive for a couple hours and I, I like downloaded a couple to my phone and that was just the first one I picked. I can't say mm-hmm. that there was a really good reason for choosing okay. that one. Okay. Yeah, it was. Is, it was funny. Me? It was really interesting. Really,
0: because me myself, yeah. I I wouldn't have downloaded that episode. No. Yeah. Well, no. now you tell me.
1: You know, well, there's, me. there's no. There was no warning on it. There was no like <laughs> caution. Do not download this episode. Keep moving. You know? No, no, I, I appreciate it. You know,
0: this is probably like the first t- few time. No, this is the first time anyone's told me that they downloaded an episode. So I'm. I Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Oh, cool. Thank you. You're
1: very welcome. Yeah. Very so,
0: welcome. I mean, yeah, I am a banana, by the way. Like, I don't know if you've, you've noticed, but I, I take myself very seriously. I, I think it's a craft. It's a skill that, you know, that everyone who strives to be a banana or fruit or anything should, like, you know, take seriously because this is, this is my life you know, this is living. And I feel like if I don't be a banana, if I, if you see me out of my shell, out of this skin, it's, I feel naked. You know, I feel like mm. I don't have any clothes on. I feel like, well, to be honest, like a, almost like a turtle without its shell, you know, like imagine that, that
1: thing looks ugly. You know, I, th- I think turtles without shells are probably terrifying. Um, just like, have you ever seen a picture of a bear that's been shaved? No. Bears without hair. This is like some zoo. They had a bear that was ill, and they had to shave the bear. And a bear without any fur is terrifying. It's probably the most terrifying-looking thing on the planet. You would not even mm-hmm. imagine how horrible and horrifying they look without hair. It made me think of that. Yeah.
0: This is unrelated, but I just see your banana, and I and like... I I think I looked at, look one up on Walmart to see if they had any banana costumes, and that looks
1: like exactly like the one that I saw on Walmart. <laughs> could be, yeah. I did not get this from Walmart, but it could be that the same supplier, you know, supplies uh, yeah. to multiple yeah. stores.
0: Right, right, yeah. right. You gotta keep me on my toes, you know. As I, I forgot for a second, you know, different suppliers. Yeah, this big world out there, you know. It's like there's more fruits more than just bananas. There's there's um. There's tomatoes, there's uh, mangoes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually thought about selling my own, you know, banana um, to wear, but I didn't end up having the time or making the time to do that. So I did go out and this is a store-bought banana. Yeah. But, you know, I like it. I kind of like, it's a little warm, you know, it's still a little warm here right. where I am. And, right, right. and But I think in the wintertime, this would be, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to wear this more often. Right, right. Do you live in a, in a hot like area by chance? I'm in North Carolina, so it's still warm here. Still pretty warm here.
0: Is that a hot state? Not like
1: Florida. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, it was really funny because I, I lived in Florida for like 20 years, and when I first moved here to North Carolina, they were having a really hot summer, and I was like outside messing around with this boat that I bought, fixing up this boat, and... Like, I didn't notice it being too particularly hot because I was used to being in Florida and I was used to being outside all the time. And then, like, I went inside and was listening to the radio and they were talking about how it was, like, this major, major heat wave and, like, really serious. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is kind of warm out. So I think being in Florida for a while was kind of an advantage when it comes to, like, when you talk about a warm climate, warm, you know, environment, like, what are you comparing it to?
0: No, yeah, I understand. It's like... um well, why North Carolina? Why not
1: South Carolina? That's a really good question. Um, I moved here to North Carolina on a wild romantic adventure that okay. did not work out the way that I expected, but um, I liked it here, so I decided to stay. And that's okay. the entire, the, really, the mainly, the, almost the entire reason why I'm still here. So, really, it's
0: just Stockholm syndrome where you, you basically just went on this adventure right where it, which ended in failure or it didn't go the way you'd hope and then you're just you're just there you're just stuck mm-hmm. you've, you, you've accepted your fate which is mm-hmm. respectable you know like not a lot of people can do that okay and and you've decided to make the best of it
1: is that Stockholm syndrome well I think Stockholm-, Stockholm syndrome is like a little more sinister than that it's yeah. like oh these people who are holding guns to my head are really my friends but and I think it's minus, cold in Stockholm too.
0: Well, minus the guns, it's like you weren't kidnapped, but you might as well be have been. So like cuz you
1: This is like a pacifist Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, this is exactly,
0: right? So Yeah. I mean if you if okay, if the love at that time didn't like have like this thought enter your head where we should move to North Carolina, you probably would have never moved to North
1: Carolina. Probably not. No, I, I, I don't think I would have, I actually was visiting here a lot for work. Um, But I don't think I would have moved here if it hadn't been for that, you know, that particular reason. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? Also, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's wild. I, li- I lived in Washington, DC in that area for like a year and a half too. And I never would have moved there if it hadn't been for, like, work. I went there for a job. Yeah, um, yeah, That was kind of wild, though. It's a really interesting place, like, all the the history and the monuments and museums and stuff, so I'm kind of glad I did. But it's kind of weird how you end up in places um, for different reasons, and then, like, even if the reason doesn't stay, remain the same, you know, it can still be kind of glad that you uh, you got to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Name one interesting thing about North Carolina or what's in it.
1: One interesting thing about North Carolina or what's in it. Um no pressure. Um okay, the first there, thing no that comes pressure. to mind and this will tell you like like just what I do for fun, but um North Carolina, there the coastal part of North Carolina, there's a part of it called the Outer Banks, which is like a bunch of barrier islands all the way out on the coast on the at the ocean. And it's one of the best windsurfing spots in the world. Oh, wow. So I try to go out there every once in a while to go windsurfing because I like doing that. Yeah, okay. What What is windsurfing? Windsurfing is basically when you have a surfboard with a sail on it. <clears throat> so you're standing on the surfboard, you're holding a sail. It's kind of like a sailboat sail. And yeah. you can do it like in the waves. A lot of people do it in the waves where they're jumping off of waves and doing flips and things like that. Or I do it on flat water where you're not on the waves. You're in, like, more, like, in a bay or in the sound or uh, on a lake. Um, It's fun. Um, Very fun.
0: Okay. Okay. So do you want to go windsurfing sometime?
2: Like, together with you? Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll go to Florida sometime to visit friends, hopefully sometime in the not-too-distant future. and, And... um yeah, we can we can meet up somewhere, maybe like Tampa, because that's a yeah. good place to windsurf. Yeah. I'll never go to North Carolina, but
2: why not? Just don't wanna. How do you know
0: never? I mean, if I if I was Stockholm syndrome into it, then maybe you know I'd accept <laughs> my fate, you know, and i would be like, Yeah, cool. Oh, there's a beach. I can windsurf. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So until that time comes, I I think I'm gonna stay in florida but um yeah. not that i like florida mind you okay that's a that's a very uh, that's another topic that we can go into but mm-hmm. um specifically parts of florida you would you would like it in
1: sarasota have you ever been to sarasota i think i visited there once um but i didn't spend a lot of time there i lived like over around um daytona beach the land uh, that area okay, uh, okay yeah beach for a while. Yeah,
0: there's really not much here. If you're into theater, um, op orchestras, that sort of thing, then mm. it's your theme park. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of theater, like, actual plays. For some reason, people, like, it feels like um, like a small town city vibe, but with money and mm. a lot of, like, people who are in like the arts like the art arts i i consider like the uh the instrument like playing an actual instrument violin piano tuba like that sort of thing like you're gonna find what you love if you love that here but if you want to have i don't know fun or if you want to actually do windsurfing or literally anything that's you know big city, big time, you're not going to find it in Sarasota. You're going to find a bunch of old people listening to fucking old, no, not old, fucking old and young students' musical compositions. And um, yeah, we have a few gun shows here too. I've been to one. That was cool. I just saw, not that I'm into firearms or anything, but it was interesting looking at the, uh, the weaponry
1: yeah i don't know i think i'd be okay because i'm not like a big city windsurfer i'm not a big city windsurfer i'm not a big city banana i've been to the big city you know and and it's okay and i understand why people you know like the big city atmosphere but i'm more of a you know a small town banana and a small town windsurfer so i think you know no i get you like um
2: okay so do you play any do you play any musical instruments
1: yeah i beat box yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs>
0: no no i don't
1: <laughs> come on you got to give us an example come on i, I gotta, was gonna you, s- you like do- i don't know if you
0: consider rapping an instrument i mean i'm just rhyming words could be it it. Could be do you really Not beatbox really. no i actually don't but that would be oh. so cool you know yeah yeah
1: okay yeah, it is i watch people do that list of people do that it's amazing
0: yeah it, it's crazy how like your voice or yeah the sounds you make with your mouth is an instrument you know that's like yeah more t- more skilled than a cowbell
1: <laughs> what yeah. if there's a cowbell player listening to this right now going what 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 do you mean let me show you the skill it takes to
0: play a cowbell well i mean when have you ever seen like a big time cowbell player like realistically speaking looked. like on looked. the stage playing concerts around the world because that's maybe if we're being maybe honest it just hasn't happened yet It's never going to happen because one, it's a, it's a instrument where it's like, it's simple. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you can disagree with me. All you want cowbell players out there, (laughs) but it's not hard. Okay. I could play it. It's like, that's how simple it is. Plus what, until you get to playing around like concerts or going on tours or playing at Coachella or being on America's Got Talent with a with a cowbell, you mm-hmm. cannot tell me that is not an instrument where you're going to probably be small time for a while. Like, it's, it's just, it's not an instrument where you can get really good and then you're just going to blow up and tour. Because look at guitars, look at pianists, okay? Those instruments, a lot of skill, okay? Very time intensive to get, really good. Okay. Look at Bob Dylan. Look at Jimi mm-hmm.
1: Hendrix. I think Bob Dylan could probably pay, play a mean cowbell. He could. But Jimi Hendrix, I bet Jimi Hendrix could play like the Star-Spangled Banner on a on a cowbell. But that's what it is because
0: they already have that um that freaking what's the word? Balance? recognition as oh. a really good guitar player or a musician already in the first place. They didn't gain that status from a cowbell, you know? So it is what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about Sheila E? You remember, do you ever hear Sheila E? She's been, this was a while ago. She was like a drummer and singer and she had a cowbell, I think on her drum set. That was like a big part of her whole, you know, musical experience. And I'll bet she would be like, Hey, cowbells are all right. Did she start off with the cowbell though? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, In her in her early days, that was like all she could afford was the cowbell, and she went around, you know, playing the cowbell for money, busking with a cowbell, and had her little hat out, playing her cowbell, and that's how she saved up the money for her her whole drum set and outfit and became a star. Yeah. Until Prince discovered her. That's a good story, right? It's a good story. I don't know if it's true. I have no idea. Probably not true, but it's a good story. Yeah. Okay, maybe,
0: maybe you'll get lucky enough to like one day. Play the cowbell long enough to get Prince to notice you. But let's not, you know, avoid the fact that Sheila was playing drums also. I'm going to argue that more of the attention was garnered because of her drum playing rather than the cowbell. So, you know, that's my argument, okay? Like, it's cool. Like, people notice she plays the cowbell, but it's because... Of her drumming in the first place that people were like, oh my gosh, she's a good drummer. What else should she play? Oh, a cowbell.
1: Okay, here's the, here's a challenge for anybody who's listening who has this talent. If you can find one of her old music videos and edit all the drums and other music out so you just hear her voice and the cowbell, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Please, please edit that and send that to us. I'll be really, really greatly appreciated. Yeah. We'll, yeah. And uh, we'll play the cowbell in return. Yep, swear on it. No. So. <laughs> no, man, I, do you play any instruments?
1: Um, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to. I got a handpan, which is like, it's over here, but I don't know if I want to you know, walk over there and get it. But All right. know, do you know what a handpan is? Have you ever seen one? No, I've never. Best description is it looks like a Weber grill. It looks like a Weber. It looks like one of those little black round grills that you know uh-huh. you just barbecue hamburgers on and stuff and it it sounds kind of like a Caribbean steel drum. Oh, That's okay. kind of this cool steel sound to it, but cool. um, I have one of those and they're fun because you can actually make one sound really good when you have zero musical talent or have not really practiced at all. If you practice, ah. you can make it sound really good, but you can just sit down and kind of go, ding, 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 ding. And everybody's like, ooh, have you, how long have you been playing? And you're like, well, I just got it, it just arrived today, an
0: hour ago. Yeah. Wow, okay. So that's an instrument where you can literally just play randomly and, and like, with no skill whatsoever, and it could sound remotely good?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably make it sound really bad, but um, I just, like, I picked it up really quick and and was able to play, like, really basic melodies and stuff like that, really basic songs, and it sounds okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, all those years in school, like, drumming on my desk and wishing I had a drum and just kind of, like... And in the kitchen, when I'm doing the dishes, just kind of, like, you know, drumming on glasses. Maybe yeah. all that is has somehow, like, mysteriously given me some musical talent that I'm not aware of. And then the handpan just, like, whoosh! Right, right. It out. Maybe. Well, now that you mention
0: that, maybe that is the reason. Maybe maybe you just didn't realize that all those years of drumming and actually gaining that you know rhythmic flow that like you've ingrained in yourself a a subconscious level of understanding what sounds good and what doesn't or either that or you're just like tone deaf
1: it could be yeah I could have no idea I could really sound terrible and people are just being nice and saying oh that sounds so good that's very possible (laughs)
0: Yeah they're, yeah, they're straight lying to your face <laughs> as you
1: play it in front of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, oh, keep playing. That yeah. sounds so good. It sounds yeah. so good. Yeah, I got something to yeah. do, but you you keep on playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's messed up. But okay, if I were to play an instrument, I would. Mm-hmm. It would have to be, a piano. I feel yeah. I prove pretty like, basic, but. I I do love me a keyboard, you know, and I feel like you can play some cool tunes on there and it sounds pretty Mm -hmm. cool, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But let's get right down to the the deep end. All right. Scott, you are, not only are you the host of Jordan
2: Mode, you Mm -hmm. are a coach.
1: I am. What do you coach people on? so i am um i guess it would be appropriate to say i'm a leadership and executive coach um so i i coach a lot of people who are in in leadership positions or executives or in some type of professional role like that um i right now i'm focusing on time management um that's that's what i i enjoy helping people with and uh Yeah. But I do, you know, other things, too. Um, It's kind of can be very open. And that's the fun thing about coaching is, you know, somebody can come in and say, hey, I'd like to be coached about this, about time management. And then before you know it, you're talking about something totally different that that they really want to talk about. So So, that is what I do. So it's really you're just there and
0: like a not like a friend or a therapist, but you're just like someone to
1: talk to. Kind of, yeah. You know what I tell people? I tell people that I'm a, pro- a professional five-year-old. Mm. Is, have you ever been around like a five-year-old kid? And They ask a ton of questions. You know, you're like well, carrying around a not can recently. of paint. Not recently. You haven't recently been around a five-year-old? No. If, no. if you ever have I really don't want to either. So. Well, they ask a lot of questions, right? Like they're like, okay. what are you doing? And you tell them, you are like, well, why are you doing that? And you tell them and they're like, well, you know, why, why are you doing that? And they keep asking questions because that's how All they right. figure things out. And that's yeah. kind of what I do. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm now five-year-old kids can be a lot. Maybe that's why, you know, you know this, and that's why you don't really want to be around one, but because they keep going and going and going. So I do it in a little more like professional and adult way. <laughs> that's yeah. basically what I do is I ask people a lot of questions that help them figure out, you know, it, help It's It's really fun. I really like doing it because people end up understanding like their current situation more. Like if I was to say, like, you know, why, why, you know, why don't you become a professional pianist? Maybe you're thinking about doing that, but you're like, no, I can't really do that. Well, you know, kind of understanding what your current situation is and a better understanding what people really want, because a lot of times people have these goals or outcomes that they want, but they haven't really thought about them enough to really understand them. So, you know, you start asking people questions about what they really want and they get a much clearer idea of what, of what they want. Yeah. And then you help people develop a plan to get from where they are now to where they're going. And that's yeah. what I do.
0: Okay. That's interesting. So yeah. I think we should go through that um like here on um in the next five minutes. But you want to co-
1: get you. coached about something?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want some yeah, coaching. We can do that. Yeah. Mr. Okay. Coach. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I gotta ask you first. So What's have it? you ever like talked to a five year old and and then just ran away?
1: Have I ever talked to a five-year-old and ran away? <laughs> um, Maybe, like, you know, if they, like, throw up on you, and then you just, like, give them back to the parents and run away. That's the only situation I could think of it, but I, I don't know. That's one of the,
0: like, questions where you, like, you say it inside your head, right? And then mm-hmm. you think it'd be funnier until you actually, like, say it out loud, and then it's not as funny. But anyway, <laughs> so is... You know what? I make myself laugh. Okay. I, I don't care, Good. but um, Good. yeah, let's do some, let's do a coaching session. Okay. So okay. Pre- pretend you're so, just,
1: you know. um. One thing, and this is kind of like full disclosure thing. So normally when I'm coaching somebody, anything that they say will be confidential. So I'm not going to talk about it with anybody except them. So okay. by doing this on your podcast, where this is going to go on YouTube and all that stuff, you're kind of giving yeah. up that confidentiality, but you're probably aware of that, but just worth saying. So, okay. okay. What would you like? To Talk about.
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm not in I'm not I'm not even in your office yet, Scott. Hold your horses, okay? So, I was gonna say that you know you're probably surfing the web in your office, okay, sitting in your chair. Then Mm -hmm. I just I just walk in, right? Like, hey, Scott, how's it going? I you know I've been feeling kind of feel kind of lost lately, and I I think I need some guidance. And I I was hoping since you know I, I pay you like a lot of money, um as my coach, I like, you could help me. So like, you know, you want guidance about, I guess I, I want guidance. Cause I, I feel lost, you know, like, I feel like I'm only, I'm really, I'm really young. Right. Um, I don't know how old you are, but I, I, I presume you're older than me. So I feel like you'd have the wisdom and the knowledge to guide me toward, what I want to do in life. Okay.
1: Well, what do you want to do in life? I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. That's not unusual at all. A lot of people have thought about that and haven't really come up with, uh, with an idea of what they want to do. Um, what, what are you doing now?
2: Well, to be honest, I've never told anyone this. Okay. But, you know, most of the time throughout the week, I'm a banana and I go on the internet and I just talk to people. Excellent.
1: <laughs> so when you think about like what you want to do with your life, um, in terms of this conversation we're going to have for the next couple of minutes. What would be an ideal outcome for you for this conversation that we're having right now? I want to, I want to wait for this conversation. The outcome? Yeah, just the conversation. What's, what's an ideal like result of this conversation for you? Well,
0: I'm not saying you have to do this, but I would, I would be really happy if you like gave me 500 bucks.
1: Okay, so if I give you five hundred, took bucks, me out that,
0: to lunch. You know that'd be nice.
1: Okay, and if I gave you five hundred bucks or or took you out to lunch, how would that help you figure out what you want to do with your life?
0: Well, I could be hungry. You know, I'm I'm self aware enough that you know maybe when I get hungry, I have these uh, strange thoughts. You know, and then but then when I eat, it turns out that I was just hungry. Okay. And then and then the five hundred bucks is because um, well I I'd, I'd really like to buy a new microphone, and uh-huh. um. There's these like I'm not sure if you're aware of the the expensive mics like the Shure ones yeah but those 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 are costly, like that's crazy yeah. that's like four hundred five hundred bucks,
1: so, yeah I yeah that'd be cool if I could. You know buy a new mic. So when you're talking about eating something and you said you might just be hungry, is that, it sounds like you're saying like, in terms of having this question about what you're going to do with your life, that you're thinking maybe you're just hangry and like your life is okay right now. And you're having this thought just, you know, once you eat something that that concern is going to go away. Is that what you, is that what you're thinking?
0: Yeah. Actually, no, 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 not not really. What I'm, what I'm saying is what I'm trying to confer to you is that, yeah, I I, I I get hungry, right? Like really, really hungry. Like if I haven't eaten in like four, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, you know, it's I get a little hangry, you know, I get I but yeah. I don't want a Snickers. You know, that's not me. I I look at a banana, I think, is it time? Yeah. Do I have intrusive thoughts? Do I have thoughts that are Maybe I shouldn't say. Maybe I shouldn't talk about.
2: Maybe. What do you think
0: about
1: that? I think it makes sense that if you haven't eaten for like nine or ten hours that you're going to be hungry. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't be, right? And, well, I mean, how do you feel about eating bananas? Is that something you normally do or?
0: I've never eaten Anyway, yes, I've, I've eaten a banana before, okay? Okay. And I enjoy them. I, I love them because they remind me of the good times. You know, I've, I have this, this memory of back when I was a kid and I, I ate my first banana. I was probably about 15 years old. It was mm-hmm. It was delicious. Yeah. It was just right. Not not too brown, not too green. It was just in the middle. Like yeah. Goldilocks. Like gold.
2: Wow. A Goldilocks banana. Yeah. Th- that's my favorite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that an actual like um, species or type of banana? Is the Goldilocks banana? That, no. like you go to the store and say, Hey, I want a Goldilocks banana. You could but then you, 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 no, just don't do that. I look don't do that. Just don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Um, okay. what if, what, so you, you, do you want to keep doing this? Do you want to keep, keep like being coached or, or are we, are we... <laughs> I, cause I'll keep going. Are you
0: giving up? Like
1: I, no, I'm paying no, you no, for this, with...
0: for this session. You can't just wait, give wait, up on me. coach.
1: If, if I'm giving you 500 bucks for a new microphone, how much are you paying me?
0: Cause that sounds like a pretty good deal. So I'll give you like, <laughs> $5 to treat yourself to a nice uh snack,
1: you know. So, okay. I'm generous. I'm generous, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want me getting hangry cuz like if we're both hangry, then that's just like that's not good for anybody. Yeah. That's not good for anybody. So, wait, let's switch roles. I'll be
0: the coach. Okay. okay. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I'm in my office. I'm I'm perusing my um uh the internet, you know, looking at memes. Okay, then you yeah. walk in. Okay. All right, let's yeah. go.
1: All right, so I walk in. Hey, Coach, how's it going? Nothing much. What's up, Scott? I was just wondering if I could talk to you about uh, something I'm thinking of doing. Sorry, dude. I'm looking at memes. I'm kind of busy right now. Okay. Well, well when will you have time?
0: How about now? Um, no, thanks. Okay. I, you can schedule an appointment with me on my calendar. I'll uh, send you a link, and
1: we'll talk then. Okay, and and how do you send me that? Is that like a phone call or you yeah, email yeah, yeah, yeah? I'll me? have
0: my uh, assistant call you.
1: Yeah, with a link. Yeah, okay. yeah. A link to the meme? No, to to the to the
0: meeting. To the yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a meeting. All right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'll send you all the deets. It'll be you, you, you. It'll be great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So close the I, door on your way out, please.
2: Okay. Yeah, that was good.
1: I feel so much better. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Isn't that have you ever great? thought about doing this professionally?
1: <laughs> you know, there are some pretty good training programs you can go through. You get certified, and, and yeah. just like because you seem to have a knack for it. Yeah, I mean, even I, being I, hangry, even when you haven't eaten for ten hours, you still have this amazing compassion and empathy and intuition. That you know I what felt. it is. Yes, it's it's just so easy. Like
0: when you when you think about it, everyone that walks in just need someone to talk to but then when you reject them they'll just find someone else
1: to talk to boom mm-hmm. so you feel like you're kind of indirectly helping by rejecting them exactly i'm t- scott scott look me in the eyes all
0: right i'm teaching yeah. people to embrace rejection from their closest people who they come in contact
1: with okay what if they don't feel that close to you? What if they actually don't really like you that much and they're just like, oh man, I paid this coach, so I better go to this session. Okay, are they really learning, Are they learning the same lesson that way? Is it as powerful um, and impactful? If they're paying me,
0: it's a different story, okay? Yeah. It because,
2: well, yeah, it is different because,
0: well, one, I'm still teaching them that, you know, just because i'm in my office doesn't mean i'm working, okay? And we're not huh. friends, okay? We we don't we're not close like that. We don't we don't hang like that. It's just a business relationship and i'm not in my office hours right now, okay? I'm actually on my day off and you just walked in, okay? And just asked me, "What's going on?" and i just had to entertain that, you know, little thought you had. So, and then what came of that was a rejection and because of that you became stronger.
1: Maybe I should, but if it's your day off, like maybe I was just helping you because like your day off, what are you doing in your office rejecting people? I mean, that's work, man. That's like work hours.
0: Listen, maybe I just got kicked out. Maybe I got kicked out of my house and this is the only place I know that won't kick
1: me. So if you just got kicked out of your house, like how do you know you're not imposing your own, like, feelings of rejection on your clients maybe your clients don't really feel rejected when you tell them hey you got to come back and make an appointment you know that's kind of what i was going to tell you when you said hey okay so you're in your office and i'm just walking in your office hey how's it going scott i would have been i almost almost said you know why didn't you make an appointment like that's legit (laughs) what was the question i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's
1: yeah, your show so it, man it, 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 um <laughs> i did yeah. not come prepared to ask any questions i'm just making this up as i go along okay so, you well know. to everyone That's listening close.
0: he's lying he's lying through his teeth he's prepared this entire um
1: meeting practice this like 10 yeah, times this, this, y'all like, yeah this is a this is a new skit this is a bit we're doing it sounds like we're ad-libbing, but this is actually carefully scripted and choreographed. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very, very
0: choreographed. <laughs> Why do you think we're, we're acting so much? You think this is how we act in a, on a regular day-to-day basis? No. This is... This is, this is a, we're professionals. Okay? So... Okay. It's like this. You're watching a movie. You see Scott. He's an actor. And then me. Also in conversation with them on the screen, and you're like, "No way! These dude, these dudes are are these guys aren't acting? Well, dipshit! We're watching a movie. Yes, we're acting. This isn't serious. You know, it's. Do I need to explain further, Scott, or do you think no. we're good? Okay, I think we're good. Yeah, okay, we're that good. was well done. Well done. Well done. Okay, thank you. Oh, thank Bravo. You. I would clap, but that would require me to have arms so mm. yeah
2: oh i noticed you skydive Yes, i used to i haven't done it in a long time but i used to you know what
0: i love when oh. like when people say like when they haven't done something mm-hmm. in a while right mm-hmm. but then they include it in their bio
3: yeah
0: it's like when they when people say they they, they do stand up or they're a comedian, Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: then then they haven't done it in, like, a decade. And I'm like, you think you're funny? You think you're a
1: funny person? (laughs) You think you're funny, comedian, ex-comedian. Yeah, I try to be pretty clear, like, it's not something I do anymore, but it was a big part of my life for a long time, like 15 years. That's what I was doing in Florida. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you could skydive in Florida? That's crazy. Yes, you can. It's actually a very popular place because in the winter when it's like raining and snowing and not good skydiving weather in lots of other parts of the world, you can go to Florida and do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, okay. I'm going to paint you. You Have you ever made a skydive? Have you ever? No, no, I have not. I want to though. That sounds like, so that looks and feels so cool. i'd I'd imagine
1: be a way to skydive as a banana i think it would be rough on the on the skin but um it's it's i have a friend who has made a bunch of skydives uh in a giant easter bunny costume with a giant rabbit head um she's actually Mm -hmm. done a tandem and gone on the front but like for easter she would jump with this this giant easter bunny head on the the head the eyes that the and all that stuff in the ears and, and you know would jump in and give the kids things give the kids whatever Easter yeah. stuff. I feel like that wild. would uh, slow her fall. I'll bet it is. Yeah I'll bet that heads a lot of drag I bet it slows you down a little and all the fur on the costume. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have kids? I do not. Oh okay well
0: I was gonna go paint a scenario but well that went out the window really quickly so I, I have Two dogs, does that help? Alright, so imagine picture this, right? Okay. I am your worst enemy. Yet somehow we have no, let me uh let me rephrase it. Okay. So we're both two best friends. Okay. We okay. we decided to go skydiving one day, right? Okay. Right. So I accidentally fall out, right? And I don't mm-hmm. have a parachute. Okay. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. And then your two dogs, or no, you only have, you have one dog. One dog came on. And okay. One dog. You have one dog? I have two dogs. Okay. So one of them fell out the other okay. direction of where I'm falling. Who would you okay. save? But okay. Yeah. You're yeah. the Who dog? Would you save? No, no. Yeah. You are me or the dog or your dog? I'd save both. I'm pretty good, man. I'd, I'd save both. Now you're not good enough to go, like, in two directions at once.
1: Uh, I don't know. Like, how much time is there between the time you fall out and the time the dog falls out? Like ten seconds. And how? How? Like, are we way up in the air? Are we still pretty. We're close way up. We're like. Uh... Oh man, I can do it. Yeah, I'd totally like really? snatch. You. Okay. And then grab the dog, and I'd have the dog under my arm, and I'd have okay. your the top of your banana in my teeth, and be like. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. I have a gun.
0: I okay. I am now you did not know this but you were poisoned. Okay. Okay? okay. And only I have the antidote. Okay. And um, well, I have a gun so good luck with uh, that. Okay.
1: Is this why are we still
0: skydiving? Or is yeah, this we're still skydiving.
1: View? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So, would you rather save your dog? You would live long
1: enough to save your dog, but
0: yeah. if you want to save yourself, you gotta you
1: gotta beat me. So we're riding up in the plane, like we're just kind of hanging out, riding up the plane. We're pretty high in the air. Yeah, give you some sparkling and water. I'm drinking a sparkling water, right? And you're just like looking out the door, and you go ah, and fall out. Yeah, because for some reason you're by the door without a parachute, and it's right. open. And then my dog's like. And then notices you and goes, hey, what's Jordan doing? And jumps out after you. And I've been poisoned and you have a gun. Yes. What am I going to do? Yes. Save yourself or the, your dog. Jump out. I'm going to grab my dog. I'm going to fly over and grab you and knock the gun out of your hand. And yeah, same, same deal. Okay. So the antidote is not in an it's easily accessible something. Place okay. Back in the plane, isn't? You left the antidote in the plane. You did that to me, didn't you? <laughs> antidote is still. So we're under the chair, we're our parachute. I'm like, yay! I saved my dog. I saved Jordan. Everything's good. I'm the hero. And you're like, dude, the antidote's still in the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So harsh, harsh story.
0: Yeah, i mean, it's you got to be smarter than that. Yeah, I. That's how. You, that's how they get you. You know. I don't know, this is a hard game. Yeah, life life isn't a game, Scott. This is how do you know? This is preparation because.
2: Well, how do you know if life it wasn't?
0: Wouldn't we be able to restart when we have more than one life? How do you know we don't? Of the same character, like I don't and, know if I've been like Jordan multiple times.
1: Well, like if we're in this like super immersive very realistic game maybe you don't know maybe when you restart you don't know that you've restarted and it's just like you feel like that's part of the game is you feel like you're all in right now if there are no restarts that's what makes the game so good (laughs) that's what it makes it so good okay what
0: don't you think do you think there's another scott there was another scott miller
1: 500 years ago looked exactly the same looked exactly another scott miller 500 years ago that looked exactly the same as me maybe wouldn't that be cool that'd be trippy because you're you're talking about multiple lives right if this is a game can you imagine okay that's really cool can you imagine just like you're looking through a book or something you're looking for some old through some old pictures and you see this picture of jordan lamb from 500 years ago and it's a painting Maybe if it was 500 years ago, it wouldn't be a picture because I don't think they invented cameras yet. But there's a painting and it looks just like you and it has your name on it. And it was from 500 years ago, though. Wouldn't that Uh would that be wild?
0: Yeah, that would. That would. I'd be like time travel or. You know, like there's so many questions, but I don't have all the answers, you know. Mm hmm. It is something to think about if we live in a a VR setting, which is too real, which is Mm -hmm. crazy real. It's so realistic that like everything could be a simulation, yet we don't know. Mm -hmm. And the people who do drugs are the ones to see the reality of it.
1: Yeah, they're like it's like taking the goggles off for a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have a question. So imagine that it's uh, you're gonna time travel. You get to time travel. Or you have to time travel for some reason. And it's like the Terminator movies where, like, you can't take anything. Like, you got to take all your clothes Mm -hmm. off and everything and go through and you pop out and you got to go find clothes, except you're allowed to take one item. You can take one
2: thing with you. What would you take? I, this might be pretty boring, but I would take my phone yeah: or like a like a 4K video camera:
0: Oh, to capture everything yeah or I could, um, I don't know, bring like a Nintendo switch or something, like a like a console, you know
1: Just gives you bored?
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, because yeah. like you end up like 500 years in the past, and you're like, well, this is no fun, Actually, I play my Nintendo switch. I know what I'm gonna bring I'm actually going to just bring a gun,
0: yeah, yeah, I feel like five hundred years ago that would be from now like we're we'd be in the middle ages, so um yeah i think I think I'd try to become king or you know, so I feel like I could win against everyone, yeah.
1: So it sounds like when I said you're allowed to bring one thing, you're considering gun and bullets as one thing. Oh, true. You know what? That's that's true. I don't know if that's how how time travel works. I don't know. I, okay.
0: Here's what I'd bring. Can it be a person?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. You bring another person. I like that. That's a very interesting and creative. Yes, it can be another person.
0: Okay, so... I would bring Rambo. Just just, you know, like just him.
2: Just You mean Rambo. like Sylvester
0: Stallone? No, or not like... Sylvester Stallone. I need the character Rambo. Cuz Sylv- if you bring Sylvester Stallone, he's he's like what? Like 60, 70 now. Yeah, he's and it's like up there. I need the young Rambo, the killing machine. Mm-hmm okay? Mm-hmm. He's, he's deep down he's a good man, okay? I know. Right. And he'll probably defend me, okay? Because I ain't doing anything wrong. So, if I'm gonna survive this freaking, I don't know, pestilence, this, this black death, I'm gonna, I would like some backup, you know? Like, <laughs> like, like, geez. Like, I'm naked and nude 500 years ago? I yeah. can't, I'm not, probably not gonna survive on my own. I'll be honest. But Rambo, yeah. he's got the knowledge and the skill set. So he can take me far. That's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. What would you do? I'd bring my banana suit.
1: Oh, okay. Totally. Totally banana. Because, listen, wherever you are, whatever time you show up in, and you're, you know, you're a banana, there's a good chance that people are either going to laugh, or they're going to think, like, this guy knows how to party. Let's keep them around and feed them, and and you know, or they're going to be confused enough that you have a, a minute to get the heck out of there and get away from them, you know. Yeah. Before they realize they, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine showing up five hundred years ago anywhere on the planet here, and you're like, boom, here I am, I am a banana.
0: That's something to think about. That'd be crazy. I would probably like imagine that, like a full night in full suit and armor, just. Is- On a horse sees you pop out of nowhere in a banana costume (laughs) and he has two thoughts in his mind immediately. To smite thee or Mm -hmm. or to just laugh and like what the heck is this? You know, or however they talk, you know, like
1: Yeah. I think in that situation, I would rather end up with a knight with a sense of humor rather than one of the smitey ones. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, if a knight starts to get smitey with you This is not gonna offer much protection. It's not
0: really protective as a suit of Um, armor. This is not Kevlar. (laughs) Yeah, Um. no, no, no. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I'm you could be a court jester.
1: You could, yeah. And you know, apparently it's not a bad living. Apparently it's, you know, not a bad way to go back in the day. Wouldn't it be fun to like dead serious create a website and everything where you're selling like Kevlar banana outfits? Mm -hmm. and you're like super super serious like self-defense this is kevlar bulletproof banana wear and this is like and you have like serious testimonials about how important it is and and this is the thing for everybody to have i think people would do you think you get anybody to take that seriously no but
0: i think it's a it's a good you should try i think it's worth trying
1: See, I wonder, because immediately you think nobody's going to believe that, nobody's going to take it seriously. But then there's like the whole like birds don't exist thing people actually believed in. Do you know about that? No, no. So somebody who was, like, I don't know, amused by conspiracy theories, started this whole conspiracy theory saying that birds don't actually, aren't, birds aren't real. That's it, birds aren't real. So the, the, the idea is that all the birds on the planet have been... Replaced, like killed by the government and replaced with surveillance drones. So, all the birds that you see outside right now are actually government surveillance drones. So, somebody made this up as a joke. And apparently, there are people who actually believe this, who are having like serious conversations with other people and like quote this and talk about this as if it's real. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody talk about it as if it's real, but. That's what the internet told me, so I think it's true. You know what it is? Like, honestly, you bringing that up just made me, like,
0: just realize or go back on what I said. I think actually people will take the banana Kevlar serious. Because at one point, people used to think we, like, the sun, like, we, like, was in the center. Wait, no, the heliocentric theory. We, like, believed in that. We actually believed in that. The sun you know, was the center of the universe. Exactly, right? So, yeah, and there's people thinking we have a flat earth, yeah. you know? Right now, today, thinking we have a flat earth. Right now, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's people who, who don't eat gluten, you know? There's people yeah, who I think vegan. some people, you
2: know, kind of have to not eat gluten because it's bad for them if they do, I think.
0: I think bananas are gluten-free. That's good. You just eat a banana. Yeah. Yeah. Then you don't have to yeah. die. I think Kevlar is gluten free also. Yeah, it should be. Okay.
1: You know what it is? Medieval armor. I think medieval armor is completely gluten free. Yeah.
0: If you made banana kevlar or, or a full banana suit of armor or banana swords, the fact that it looks like a banana should go, should like attract attention and the fact that people enemies won't take it seriously. So when you actually do use it, like it could be very well save your life. Like if Mm -hmm. it's a good product.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, if it, if it just looks like a banana and just can't, doesn't do shit, then yeah, it's a joke, (laughs) you know, but you gotta, you gotta take it serious. If you're being real with it, you know, banana Kevlar. Okay. Shoot me. Mm -hmm. And then see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if we do this, like you can sell banana peeled guns too. That would yeah, be fun yeah. to create like a gun that shoots banana peels. <laughs> right. Right. On <laughs> the Yeah. So that people slip on them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, I don't know, like shoot enough banana
1: peels, watch a car like turn over. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could have a banana peel. Can. We could grow like GMO, um, bananas that are actually human sized. And then you pull the peels off and you have like a banana cannon that shoots the banana peels a really long way. Yeah. So the people far away can slip on them. That is true. It's true. What do you fear?
2: That's a great question. What do I fear? Um, I fear a lot of things.
1: Got a lot of fear. Um, I think that's, it's interesting when people talk to skydivers or talk about skydivers People think, oh, you know, skydivers are just crazy people and they don't have any fear or they're not afraid of anything. And it's actually, it's actually the opposite. Um, I think people who do things like skydiving and jumping off of buildings, jumping, you know, base jumping where you parachute off of buildings or you parachute off of cliffs and, and some of these wild things that you see people do. If you if you, you know, and I, I say this all the time, if you talk to somebody who's like standing on the edge of a cliff wearing a parachute, getting ready to jump off, and you say, Are you scared? They're going to say, yeah, I'm terrified right now, but it's a lot of these like extreme things that people do are all about being afraid, but still being able to function, you yeah. know, being able to do what you want to do and experience what you want to experience, even though you're afraid. And it's actually a really interesting lesson in life. Um, there are a lot of things that I'm afraid of. I think that's why I started skydiving. Because especially growing up, you know, I I had a lot of fears growing up. I was a very fearful kid Um, and living, you know, living, I had a lot of fear. And I think in a way, skydiving was, I mean, I I always wanted to do it. I was always interested in airplanes and anything that flew. But also, I think it was a way for me to like push that fear to the limit. Like, this is, you know, one of the scariest things you can think of doing, jumping out of an airplane. And I'm going to do it even though I'm afraid. I, that's something I think I've been attracted to for a long time in my life and still am, is doing things even though I'm afraid of them, you know, and I'm afraid of, I mean a lot, I think we're all afraid of a lot of the same things, being rejected, you know, not being loved um, being alone yeah. um, you know, I mean there are a lot of things that we're all afraid of um, afraid of what the hell's going to happen in the world, you know I mean a lot of crazy yeah. things happening in the world and, and I think there are some you know, it's one thing I'm really grateful for is that I've had that experience of jumping out of airplanes and some of the other things that I did where um, sometimes, I'm not going to say always, but sometimes when it's important, I know that I can be really afraid and still do what I want to do or what's important or what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. No, do I don't you, know if that answered your question or not, but. Are you a, an adrenaline junkie? <laughs> it's funny i i don't think i am like i never thought of myself that way um but i've talked to friends sometimes and they're like yeah you're totally an adrenaline junkie i even had a boss one time you know i was talking about like careers and how i'd gotten in this job that i was in and what i was thinking about doing after and he's like you're kind of when it comes to your work and your careers you're kind of an adrenaline junkie aren't you and i was like yeah maybe i am maybe you're right so i don't kind of see myself that way but some people have tried to convince me that i am what about you are you an adrenaline junkie
0: i i don't know like i don't really know what qualifies as as being an adrenaline junkie unless if unless like you say if i go on roller coasters if i'm not afraid of going on them and i enjoy like the thrill i guess you could say Hmm. yeah I thrive off of the adrenaline of that. Yeah. But like, I'm also down to skydive, you know? I'm not afraid of heights, which, which mm-hmm. is funny, because I can understand why people are afraid, but I'm not, you know? I just, like, I don't know. I like doing things that go out of my comfort zone. I don't think that's being an adrenaline junkie, though. I think that's just, like, what you did or what you do. Like, going past your fear you know like you know where your fear is but then you want to go reach like what the new limit is you know you want to see how far you can take it right so I don't know maybe maybe we are adrenaline junkies to these normal regular people you know who are afraid
1: what's something that is outside of your comfort zone that would be really difficult for you to do man I don't know cuz I don't really
0: have fear. I'm not really fearful, but I guess like I'm a little wary like of um going out on the street in the banana costume and just talking to people. Yeah. Although I do really want to do that. So it's so it's mm-hmm. that's why like I'm conflicted on calling it fear cuz I know mm-hmm. like if I do that, I will reach, I will attain a new level of fearlessness, mm-hmm. you, you know? So, I mean, that's the only, really the only thing on my mind that's like anything close to fear. I would say I'm just like, I, I'm excited. I'm actually excited. Mm-hmm. I just need the camera equipment and all of that to get for my friend And then I need to hit up my other friend. And then we already set up a date to do it. So then once once that comes into fruition, once it actually goes, I guess my real fear is rejection. But Mm -hmm. at this point, I've faced so much rejection with this like podcast that it's like it's like whatever, you know? You face it, (laughs) accept it, move on, whatever. You know? It's like I'm a I'm a banana. So what, you know? And then the next second. Something good happens anyway. It's a constant loop. Something good, something bad happens, and then loops back and forth. So I'm not a, I'm not afraid of rejection, at least not anymore. Um, even though I just said my biggest fear was rejection, it's a weird relationship. You know, I'm still, I guess it depends. But yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah,
1: yeah said something interesting about being excited do do you think it's possible to be afraid of something and excited about it at the same time oh yeah totally
0: because i don't know if you've been to bush gardens but there's this ride called shikra it literally like hangs you at the top so you're dangling Mm -hmm. and you have to stare at like the bottom where it's like going all the way down where it like dips and then you're just you're just there dangling in midair for like three seconds, three, five seconds, and then you feel that fear, right? Mm -hmm. But then you're a little excited because you're like, well, fuck it. I'm stuck here, so I might as well enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think maybe that's what some people consider, like, being an adrenaline junkie when you, like, have that feeling of being afraid and being excited about it at the same time. And maybe, like, adrenaline junkies are people who just, like, keep going out and looking for that and trying to experience that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely understand that. I mean, what would you consider
0: like a like an adrenaline junkie activity?
1: Um, yeah, I think, you know, a lot maybe skydiving is an adrenaline junkie activity. I think there there are people and I've I've definitely been through that kind of phase myself where you're kind of just like we were talking about being afraid and being excited about it, too. I mean, there's a certain point after you make a certain number of jumps where like it, it never gets, I would never say it's routine. Like there's nothing routine about throwing your body out of an airplane, but there's definitely gets a point where you feel more that you're calm and enjoying the experience rather than just like totally mind blown, kind of freaking out a little bit. The fir- like the first time when you do it, Yeah. Um, I think there, there, you know, I've been through a, a phase where I, I, there were definitely times where doing things that was I, there was some of the things i was doing was a little bit extra risky yeah. and um sometimes things would go slightly wrong and i would deal with it and get on the ground and say okay that was you know i'm glad that worked out okay and i kind of liked that feeling of getting on the ground and being genuinely scared about what just happened yeah and you know that i forget what what question of yours i was answering but um <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely something I've experienced is that, you know, kind of trying to you know, enjoying that and kind of looking forward to those experiences where you're closer to the edge of your abilities um and and maybe a little closer to going over that edge but still staying in control. Um I think that can be kind of kind of addicting for people sometimes.
0: Yeah, so to like that's that's an interesting way that you put it to reach the limit of what you control to mm-hmm. almost like almost push past it but not breaking it at the same time just 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 to see it set a new record mm-hmm. and that is interesting that is I think that I think you nailed it that's pretty much like why why I do a lot of the things I do too you know I like yeah. I do I do a lot of dumb shit okay on a daily basis like um Yeah, I I just you know, people do it for fun. I do it for fun, you know.
1: Well, and that's kind of the cool thing about skydiving and some other sports, and and is you know because people do go out and just do dumb stuff for the excitement and the the fear and the danger of it, right? And and yeah, I mean, but there are things like skydiving where it can also be about your personal best, like your personal best, because skydiving is really a sport. I mean, there are competitions, there are all kinds of things that people do. Building more, you know, formations. You've seen people like in the air holding onto each other and building big formations. And there are things that you can do to push yourself where it's not pushing yourself close to that edge, that dangerous edge, but simply pushing yourself to be your personal best and do your personal best and perform at your best. And the danger is just something that you kind of accept is there while you're enjoying that other part of doing your best.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's like we're in it for the thrill. If there's no danger it's just not fun. I think that's what it is. Like the reason why you have fear is because there's danger. And w- whether it's like m- small like people judging you, like if you go out there and talk to people in a fucking banana suit, you're just afraid mm-hmm. of rejection. But if that was never there in the first place, it wouldn't be like a challenge, it wouldn't be like a a milestone that you have to reach. To attain a new level of um, confidence, you know. So it's like, it's interesting. It's like that. If if everyone, you know, skydived, it would be because there would there was probably no danger. Like if you know, you wouldn't die from it if you didn't have a chute. But mm-hmm. I think the fact why it's like, so like you're high up in the air and then you just jump out with a chute and then. That's pretty crazy for people, you know, like that, that danger, you know, like that feeling, that thrill of being high up in the air and feeling that wind. And then it's just exhilarating to say the least.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I mean, it's, there are a lot of people who aren't really willing to do something that's genuinely uncomfortable, right? Like dressing up like a banana and going out in the street and talking to people. Or dressing like a banana and going on somebody's podcast, right? Like yeah. you know, well, I, I think it's normal for a lot of people to just want to avoid discomfort, avoid things yeah. that scare them. And for other people, you know, it's yeah, other people like the challenge. It's it's exciting. Exactly. And and maybe it's it's something to uh, you know, that people learn about themselves. Like, can I do this? Yeah, you know, let me just do it and and yeah. you know, experience that and
0: be that. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I personally, I look at everything like a challenge, you know, I'm like, who can I talk to today? Who can I, what can I do today that'll, that'll, I don't know, put me one step ahead of who I was yesterday or, you know, what makes you uncomfortable and what, what can I do, but mostly just, just to have fun, you know? And it's like, it's like with you, Scott. It's like, I don't remember how I have found you. It was probably matchmaker.com. Yeah, shout out Mm -hmm. matchmaker. It's a podcast website where people who want to be on podcasts or have podcasts and want guests go on. I would honestly think of matchmaker as like the starter set before you go on to just reaching out to people outside of matchmaker. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, it's so easy. You just message people. Mm And this sounds like a sponsorship, which is, I just realized now, but it's it's not. Okay. It's actually, I think it's a good website for if you're just starting out. but yeah.
1: um, And it's really fun if you're married and you're just talking to your wife and you're like, oh yeah, so I created an account today on Matchmaker FM. And she's like, you, you did what? Because it totally sounds like a dating site. And yeah. that's exactly what my wife did. She's like, you gave me this look, like you did what? And then I had to explain that it's actually for podcasts. Yeah. Um, Did you tell her about this? About what we're doing, the your your podcast? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Oh yeah, like right before a couple minutes before we started, um, my my wife was standing out in our driveway and talking to our neighbors across the street. uh, our neighbor and his two kids, two little kids, are like you know, five and two, I think. Yeah. And um, I come walk. I just walked outside, you know. I said hi, wearing this, and they're like. Looking at me and, and the one girl who's five years old is like, why are you wearing that? And I said, you know, to my wife I said, Lauren, you can explain it to him, right? You know why I'm doing this. And she's like, yep, I'll explain it to him. Wow. So, yeah, that's she's totally that's awesome. Yeah, looking forward to, to seeing it and hearing it.
0: Yeah, I. That's awesome. Wow. You have a supportive wife. OK, that's really cool. I forgot what my point was about matchmaker. But anyway, that doesn't matter. It's a cool website. Uh, the, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I found you on there. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I think you said something about skydiving or. um, No, yeah, it was probably skydiving. And then I was like, yeah. I like I want to skydive one day. I'm going to reach out to this guy. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. Fun conversation. You know, that's the beauty of things, right? You have no expectations of the guest. And then the result is even better than expected.
1: Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I find that too with my podcast. I, um, you know, it's about time management, like loosely about time management. And when I have somebody on as a guest, I usually have an idea of what I want to talk about. Like there's a reason why I ask them to be a guest. But almost every time, pretty much every time, we end up talking about other things that I never, ever expected. And it ends up being awesome and way better than I ever could have imagined. So it's kind of nice to just let things do what they're going to do for sure. Would you say this is an effective, investment of your
0: time hmm well how would you define effective i get it's really subjective it's up to you like you you manage your time you know would you say this is a a good use of your time
1: this yeah i think this is a good use of my time i think um yeah just having a conversation like this um you know you 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 yeah, I know like a lot of this is just to be funny, but you also asked some really good questions. It's one thing I noticed about one of the things I loved, it was the first episode I watched. It was with um Ian McMorrow, the, the guy who's yeah, yeah. the linguist tell if people are are telling the truth or not. And he said, Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And you said, Really? Why? And I was like, Dude, that is such an awesome question. Like nobody would ask somebody that and you just like threw it down there. Like, really? Why? And you could tell he was like, "Oh, that's a good question." Well, let me answer it. (laughs) It's funny because, like, I look back at my episodes and
0: they're like, "Wow, it's like it's, it's like it's recent, like in the grand scheme of things, but it feels like so long ago for me." Because, like, I feel like I've changed. You know, like each conversation like brings me into like, I don't know. I become more comfortable. You know, I'm sure you Mm -hmm. you found the same for your podcast too. You know, compared to the first episode and just. Wow, I don't know why a lot of people listen to that podcast. That um, actually, I do know it's it's fun. It's a it's a lying game.
1: Anyway, um, oh, it's, you, uh, Ian McMorro,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was a really, really good episode. That was really it was really interesting to listen to him because during some of it, I was like, all right, is this guy legit or is he like just making stuff up? But really, yeah. the more I listened, the more I thought, oh wow, he's got some really good points. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that.
0: Do you think I was lying? This This entire time, or? That we, you and
1: I are talking right now? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. About some things. It's a good answer. Good answer. But I don't know what you were lying about and what you weren't. Okay. All right.
2: Do you, Scott? Yes. Do you have
0: anything to tell everyone under the age of 40?
2: Everyone under the age of
0: 40. to tell everyone under the age of 40 yeah what do you have to say Um, to the millennials the gen zers
1: Hmm. first thing that came to mind is every 10 years you start over at zero so when you turn 40 it's just like another another birthday it's not a big deal um hey yeah i don't know like it's kind of funny because the world is changing really fast and i think you know, people who are millennials and Gen Zers probably look at the world in a in in a different way in some ways than like even people my age do. Um, but also like we're all human and we all kind of want some of the same things. And um, yeah, you know, you know what's really important? Like if I'm gonna like you this is almost like one of those what is your sage advice for the world type questions? Yeah. Um, and like yeah, take care of each other. Like look for ways to be good to people, look for ways to be good to people and, and look for ways to be around people who are going to be good to you. And, uh, cause it's important, you know, like I'm the kind of person who I've had to do a lot of things on my own in my life and figure out a lot of things for myself, but like just about everything that I've done that's been valuable or helpful or important to me has been because other people help me. Or other people believed in me, or other people supported me in some way. You know, mm. so just being aware of that, being aware of how much we can accomplish together, is, uh, right. is super important. And there is a lot of, you know, a lot of important stuff happening in the world right now. And you know, if we will want to still have a world around, um, to live in, we've got to start doing some, some, you know, taking some actions. And but we're gonna do it together. You know, the more that people, more that people think about how we can support each other and how much we can accomplish together. Yeah. The more we can, the more successful we are. So I don't know. That's my like, you know, answer to that type of question. What would you tell everybody in the world or at okay. least however many of them yeah. are listening right now yeah.
0: under the Thank age you. of 40. Yeah.
1: Under the age of 40. Yeah. Okay.
0: Why are you red? Do you, do you see that? Like I see you're, you're, you're just, I don't know. Is that the camera?
1: Yeah i noticed that my face looks a little red. I don't know if it's because maybe it's a little warm in here.
0: <laughs> it's so really I, hot, so you're turning redder by the second.
1: <laughs> maybe it's like the contrast between my face and this, like the camera's yeah. weird thing. I don't know. I don't have an air-conditioned banana. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's an option, but um, yeah, so maybe I'm like having a heat stroke or something. Yeah. I don't think I am. I don't feel like I'm having a heat stroke. Yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe you got pink eye or, or like
0: you know A really bad
1: face pink guy that's over my entire face yeah pink yeah. face
0: oh wait yeah. do that again do that 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 just like eliminated the color that's so weird oh my god what the hell yeah I mean, it's whatever i'll just probably learn how to video edit that anyway <laughs> what do you can do you have anything to shout out shout out what do you mean what do you mean, like, Shadow? um, it's, it's just some internet slang that us, everyone under the age of 40 says. We, it's yeah. like, do you have a website? Do you have any social media, your podcast?
1: Yeah. So my website is scottmillercoaching.com. And my podcast is called Task Time Energy, the Purpose-Filled Productivity Podcast. And it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, and all those. So awesome. Check it out.
2: Uh, it's fun. You have Instagram? I
0: don't, no. Okay. You shouldn't make one because I feel like I feel like you'd benefit from it.
1: You think so? Yeah. I'm kinda of, like intentionally selective about what social media I use. Like not because I don't know how to do it, but just because I'm like um although Discord seems pretty cool. I'm gonna i I'm gonna start spending some time on Discord because this seems like you can do a yeah. lot
0: with it. I think it's way better than Zoom. You'll find that I am probably the biggest Discord advocate because, first of all, you don't even need to pay for a pro plan to screen share or get better audio, honestly. It's just better, dude. And you probably have a Facebook, don't you? No. Oh, really? Okay, I'm surprised about that.
1: Okay. Yeah? Why, because I'm old? Old people are all on Facebook?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You got me there. No, but yeah. I think if you use social media, I think you'll, benef- you'll benefit. You'll, you'll be able to coach people. It'll be like, hey guys, Scott Miller here. I'm your friendly neighborhood coach. And today I'm here to tell you about adrenaline and how you can use it to further advance yourself in life. Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe. I'm on LinkedIn and I have a, a YouTube channel. I have some videos up on my YouTube channel so people can find all that through my website if you're so oh. interested so inclined
0: oh you have a linkedin yeah the facebook yeah. for business people
1: The facebook for business people yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, no, but the yeah. Wall Street. <laughs> i I'm, I'm i was so happy to be on your show scott like this is, has been such an honor like i loved i had a great time i hope everyone out there you youngins out there and and you people who need relationship and coaching, and you—you guys are loved. Okay, so just know that we accept you, and thank you for listening. And it's your boy Jordan. And um, what else need? What else more needs to be said? Other than we'll see you on the next one, folks. Exactly.